Shalom Aleichem. Shall I use the mic or can everybody hear me? I prefer not to. Mic? Okay, I'll use the mic. Okay, so Be'ezra Sashem. And to be in to be in, in the Shtibol with with the Rav Shlita is a, is a really, really big schus. It's a big schus because we you know our our relationship, my relationship with the Rav, we share Rebbe with Moshe Weinberger and, and friends and Yudidim, but the only time we've ever seen each other is by, by the Rebbe's base medrash waiting, waiting by Ravitchemeyer's base medrash. It's been three times already. And it's never culminated in entering into Ravichamaya's base medrash, of entering into his office. So, so it's a it's a tremendous schus, and and anything that we we share tonight or we try and do tonight or, or feel tonight, should be should be with the help of of tzaddikim, both living and dead, and Nishmas Yisrael and Moshe and Rashbi and Arizal and Balshem Tavakadosh and Rabbi Nachman, Balotanya and Lagra and Ramchal and Rishash to be makasha ourselves. The tzaddikim amitim, tzaddikim asher ba'aretz hema. Ba'aretz hema means they're dead in the ground, but ba'aretz also in Yiddish is ba'arts, in the heart. The tzaddikim that are in the heart, which is the tachlis of everything, to have a, an ibor neshama, to be inspired by the memory of the tzaddikim that continue to uh, to live through us. And and Ezra Sashem, we see this in this week's parsha. You know, I'm after I'm after the spies already. Just because I, you know, I'm after the spies because Shlach was read, Shlach was read last week in Eretz Yisrael. But here, you know, it's before the spies, and and in Shlach we see what happened. How how were Yeshua and Kaliv saved? What happened? What happened was they connected themselves to their ancestors, the tzaddikim. That's what they knew how to do. That was the only thing that was reasonable at that moment when when it seemed so frenzied and intense and and the chaos was abound. The only reasonable thing to save oneself at that point was to go to, to Kivrei Avos, to be makashed ourselves to the tzaddikim, to the Amir Kulam tzaddikim, to the Nikud of tzaddik within ourselves, to the tzaddik shalolim, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So besluss the tzaddikim and, and, and birushus, the Rav, and, and the, the Chevra, the Chevra, look at this place, you know? And it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of air here. It's airy, it's beautiful. And, um... And Be'ezru Sashem, they, they said, I said this last night also, when they, Rabbi Nachman in, in Ois Ches and Chaim Maharan, also before I say this, I also want to thank, I, I also want to thank the, the Chebra that put this together, and, and my dear Yedid Yitzi, so, Yedid Nefesh, Yedid Nefesh. And so, I, I was saying last night that the secret, the, the secret, Rabbi Nachman says, of, of why you came to me. Why did you guys come here? It was not easy to come here, says Rabbi Nachman. It was not simple here. I know what you went through. Ba'eshu b'mayim. Ba'eshu b'mayim a person goes through. And it wasn't simple. And your families are, are mad sometimes, and your communities, and yourself, and all of it. To be mechashet to the derech amiti of, of, of the Nachal Neveh Mokrachachma, of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh, of the Torah of Mashiach. And so, when you leave here, and they ask you, like, was it worth, like, what did you do anyway? Like, what, what did you do? What were you finding over there that you were willing to, this is an embellished reading, obviously, but everything I say is, but, um, but they said, was it worth it? Was it worth it to, like, for everything? For what did you find? And Rabbi Nachman said, ruach. Ruach. You learned how to air. You learned how to breathe. You learned how to, Make yourself a little bit lighter. So, so we're inside. We're outside. There's air. 
And Be'ezrus Hashem, we should be zoiche to, uh, to be mamshech, a little bit of what, what it means to Saba de Be'asuna, the Greeks, those who love absolute certainty, the, the Yavan in us that demands certainty and clarity. <coughs> they came to the Tana and they said, Banalan Be'esa Ba'avir Da'alma. Build for yourself a house in the middle of the air. And he said, all right. And he built himself, he used the name, and he built himself a house in the middle of the air. <clears throat> and very simply, Rav Tzadok HaKoyen Meleblin, and Rav Nachman, and Tzadikim who speak about this Nakud of Banalan Beis of Avir Da'alma, that a Yid has to learn how to live in the air. In this world, a Yid has to be suspended between Shemaim and Arts. Never quite being in one place at once, which appears to be stumbling or dancing, depending on where, how a person is performing the footing. But the Yid has to learn how to be ba'avira da'alma, in, in the air of the world. And so if we have to be in the avira da'alma, then the only way, the only way that we can access the avira da'alma, as the Ramchal tells us, as the Arizal tells us, is, is by the avir, by breath, by breathing properly, by, by breathing, by breathing, by, by learning that kol neshama ta'alulka, kol neshima v'neshima, a person cries out to the Rabbani Shleilam. To be Nishma Yisrael, to be the breath of Yisrael, to be the breath of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to be able to say Tomer Ruach that a person has Avir. There's an Avir, the breath that is breathed into me is Tahor. It's Mamish Tahor. It's from the Tahir Law. It's from a place far beyond any possibility of pollution. And therefore, what I need, what I can find in the Avir, what I can find in that weightlessness and the disassociation without having the certainty that we so demand which we so naturally desire we can learn how to breathe we can learn how to live we can learn how to dance and one of the things that is associated most with this airiness with this rokaha aretz alamayim right because to float in the air means to also first and foremost recognize that the ground is not nearly as stable as i assumed it was a moment before but again, the Chazal and the Matbeya Shatavu Abrachos, they remind us of this. They say, you're going to forget, but you're, we're going to remind you day in, day out, the ground is extended upon the water. The ground may appear firm and sturdy and real and absolute, but never forget for one second that it is very delicately placed upon the flowing waves of the water. Mayim b'mayim. The mayim b'mayim of, of, of Yonah ben Amitai, of, of Koidem Habriya. So to live in the air means to also say goodbye on a certain level to the certainty of, of the stability of the ground, of Aretz. Which again, we, we naturally desire. We don't have to excuse why we want certainty. Why we want to be able to fl- place our feet firmly in the ground. Magia lanu a thousand percent. And Hashem says the final redemption is azoi. The feet are going to be planted in the ground. Ragle ak are going to be mislabesh in the arts, the feet hit the ground. That is the topless of all things. Hashem showing those of us and all of us which are the feet of, of all of history. We're the feet and we're broken and stomped upon that we are going to hit the ground and you're going to, you're going to find that. But first, to get there, you have to give up the ground that you feel is so certain. I'm sorry, I burnt my mouth before on this amazing coffee. So, so um, I'm just going to take a sip. And so, so again, the... The letting go of the sturdiness of the ground, it, it's, not, it's not saying goodbye to stability. We're going to find stability. We're going to find the profound, miraculous stability in the air itself, a deeper stability, stability within instability. But first and foremost, a person has to relinquish a little bit on that natural need for the lower level of stability. Once we do that, once we acknowledge that Hashem, you know, 
we're floating in space, you know, we're, we're in the halal shal olam, we live, in, we live in the halal, so then we can begin to learn a little bit what it means to breathe and to be a person who can find themselves in a place that, that doesn't feel sturdy, but we want to learn how to find calm, we want to f- learn how to find menucha, we want to learn how to, how to breathe, how to have ruach. And so what I want to, the tool that I want to try and, and share for myself and for the chavr tonight is an Indian that is mukusher to the avir. To be in the avir, to be on the ground looking up at the avir or engaging with the avir, a person is already split. The ground, everything is present, everything is real. In the sky, everything is a little bit foreign. And so in human experience, we have this type of experience of, of something being, on the one hand, rooted on the ground, but on the other hand, rooted in Shemayim, and it can't be, it can't be proven. And that Indian is Kivoy, that Indian is hope. Because to hope for something, a person who has hopelessness, uh, we'll get to hopelessness. Uh, hope, hope is an attitude, or it's a, it's a koach, or it's a gift as all the tzaddikim reveal, that is on the one hand rooted in my present state, wherever I find myself, and Rabbi Nachman taught this, he came to the world, Rabbi Nachman taught this, Rabbi Nachman taught this, that at every level, at every level that a person finds themselves, you can access something called hope. And what is hope? From the point at which you are in, in this present moment, no matter how ungodly it might feel, or no matter how godly it might feel, there's always something above you. There's something to, to move towards. What you feel is finished or the end is just the end of a previous beginning and there's infinite levels above you. There's something to look towards. And so in the present moment, we're now looking at ourselves and trying to relate to the fact that this moment is not going to last forever. That heaviness of the moment is not going to last forever. There's something that would allow me to breathe a little bit more, which is the, the, the undefined nature of the future. Hope is, is the extension of the self from the present into the future. It's the access of, of neshama accessing chaya. Chaya is in the body. It's in, it's in me. It's my highest point. It's that place that I can access hope. And I breathe. I have hope. I have arichas af. I no longer have charon af. Rabbi Nachman says it very simply. There's two things in the world. There's arichas af and charon af. There's breathing and there's anger. And it's not cause and effect. It's not if you stop breathing properly, if you stop being present, you're going to come towards anger. The moment you're no longer breathing properly or being present, and breath is obviously a metaphor for, and not a metaphor, but lightening ourselves, not taking ourselves so seriously all the time. And so, so at, at that place, a person can either, either breathe or, or they're in anger already, gradations of anger. And so to hope to return back is to extend myself from, from my neshama into my chaya to reach into a place that I don't have access to yet, but I still have some access to it because I'm still thinking about it. And hoping towards something is that while this moment might be broken and there's no way out of this moment in accordance with my limited human knowledge, I can perceive and, and hope towards a time where I'm not going to be stuck like this. And, and the secret of hope is that the very act of hope the very mechanism that Hashem placed in our bodies to access the Chaya, to go from Bina into Chachma, to access what we actually need, a power greater than ourselves, something greater than what I am right now, which is the definition of the Chaya, that which is part of me but not me, and I can access it through hope itself. Hope is not 
waiting for something to happen. Hope is how you bring about the desired thing. And again, that doesn't mean manifestation, chas v'shalom, or any of the mistaken ideas. Again, these ideas are fine. The language needs to be precise all the time. The Rebbe Ravitchemeyer has a very clear definition based on all of the tzaddikim. The mind cannot do anything on its own. The mind is incapable of doing anything. The mind is a nivra. We're a nivra. We can't do anything. We can't do anything. We have nothing. We have no power whatsoever. Only Hashem can bring about something new. That's it. So the mind is the tool that Hashem has placed in the world that through bittel of the mind to Hashem, Hashem takes that access point of the bittel of the mind to bring about something beyond the self. But it's always Amshacha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everybody, everybody with me on this Nakuda? And so this Indian of hope, of being in, in the present moment, however stuck I might feel, and thinking towards something in the future, and allowing that hope itself to be the thing that pulls me out. We're going to see that hope, hope is the only thing that exists. And it's the only thing that can, can never not exist. The moment the concept of hopelessness is taken seriously, it, the whole system falls apart. Because Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is everything. There's no bottom, there's no top. We live from the bottom to the top, but at the, at the bottomless places, when a person has fallen to the place that they've fallen in, as Rabbi Nassim says, the only access point there is, is Kivoy. And so we're going to do the, the Ramchal, and I'm only going to introduce this, and we'll read it after, after Nigunim of Hope, or nigunim, which is, a nigun is hope, right? It's not nigunim of hope, every nigun is a hope. It's a hope towards something. And so the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Litzato, and you can find in all of the tzaddikim, the Rebbe Rashab, the Leshem, the Nazir, elements of hope. But nobody said that this is the only thing. Until, I mean, Rabbi Nachman, yeah. Rabbi Nachman, yeah. But really, when, when Hasidim came to be by Rabbi Nachman, when Hasidim came to be by Rabbi Nachman, the Masorah is that he told them, first learn Mesil Sisharim. First learn Mesil Sisharim. There's a hiskashus nifla between Rabbeinu Ramchal and, and Rabbi Nachman. The Ramchal is Hod, Rabbi Nachman is Netzach. And, and this hiskashus between these tzaddikim is the Indian of Kivoy, is the Indian of, of hope and the impossibility of hopelessness. And the Ramchal has a drasha that was made public by the work of Rav Yosef Spinner and Rav Chaim Friedlander. Rav Yosef Spinner Shlita, you should live and be well, is, is a tzaddik who lives in our generation. Gedolei and the Kubalim of, of the Gra, the Ramchal, discovered all of the writings with Rav Chaim Friedlander from universities of Berlin and, and Moscow, you know, real manuscript work to give us the Ramchal. And, and he has Drush HaKivoy, the, the Discourse on Hope. And we're just we're, we're just we're just gonna read it and 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 try and think about it a little bit. And Ezra Sashem, the ikkar to, to come to is that the hope itself is the redemption. What I'm hoping towards, that's up to Akadish Baraku. The hope itself is the redemption. When we need a chilof of koyach. And nowadays we need a chilof of koyach even before now. Take it from told, like, there's no more time to wait. It has to come before now. And the only way the Rebbe could have said this is only way to make something come before now is if it's always already present. If it's always there already, then you can access it whenever you want. And, and the only way to, to be machlif koyach is koyve Hashem, is to learn how to hope towards Hashem properly, Ezra's Hashem.